State of Digital Publishing is a publication and community for digital publishing and media professionals in new media and technology. In this second season episode, we speak with Sohar Dayan, CEO and co-founder of Wibbits, about the state of video content creation. Wibbits is the leading automated video creation company for storytellers. The platform leverages patented AI technology to make video production quick and intuitive with beautiful results. Let's begin. Hi, Zohar. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm not too bad, thanks. I think there's been a lot going on from what I can see on LinkedIn and, and with you traveling as well. So I'm sure, that, yeah, how is everything on your end? Everything is great. I mean, we've been uh, super busy at Wibbits, like you mentioned, uh, growing the team, opening new offices around the world and uh, continuing to help companies address their video needs and challenges. It's something that's always been addressed quite, um, it's been flagged as the potential savior or like potential pivot. Um, but yeah, it will be really exciting to talk more about the video content creation state, state of video content creation and, and particularly the role of AI in, in that. But before we go into that in, in depth, it'd be awesome just to get a bit of background about yourself and how you started with it and, and just more about your background. Sure, no problem. Um, I have a software development background. I've actually been uh, developing software since I was a teenager. Uh, taught myself how to code, do some graphic design and animation. Um, so I had a few startups when I was still in middle school and high school. So always had a passion for, for technology. And when I was in college, actually, I came up with the idea for Wibbits. And it was sort of combining my passions for both technology, media, animation, and news, which I've always kind of been a, a news addict and like to stay up to date with the current events. So it was kind of combining, you know, the best of all worlds, which was great. When we came up with the idea for the company and started working on it, um, it was way ahead of the curve when it came to, you know, where video was back then and where it is right now. Um, and I think it's really great to see that, uh, you know, evolution in the market and, and seeing where we are in terms of our technology and where the market is, is just a great intersection and exciting time to be in. And Zaha, you mentioned that um, you sort of went, came up with the idea while you were middle school. So how has it been challenging? Because I guess with publishing, in the publishing and media space, everyone's more sort of connected with each other. Was there any barrier to entry in, in eventually working with the type of clients you're working with now? For sure. I mean, you know, when we started the company, we were primarily working and targeting publishers in the news and media industry. You know, I, I think there were many challenges uh, when we started off, especially when it comes to, you know, automating content and automating video using AI as part of you know, a publisher strategy was not something that was very common back then. And it was, uh, it presented a lot of challenges. I think a lot of publishers were very hesitant in the beginning when they heard the word automation or AI uh, as part of their content creation strategy. I think some of them were scared uh, for their jobs. Um, and it was really a learning curve and it was really educating the market on what automation technologies can bring to your team and to your business and to your entire company's strategy as a whole. 
Um, and I think once they understood that, you know, the robots are not out there to replace them and to take away their jobs, but they could really leverage technology in a way to make their jobs more efficient and make their businesses more efficient. I think once that uh, they understood that, they started to embrace that. And I think today you can see that automation technologies um, and AI are part of everyday decision-making uh, and execution um, on every publisher and every news or media company. And it's not just a nice to have anymore, but it's really essential uh, if they want to have a you know sustainable long-term business strategy and address the needs of their users. So when did you see the sort of tipping point where there was more of that mass adoption? I mean, how many years ago would you say that would be? I'd say probably in the past uh, two years, we're seeing, that's when we started seeing, you know, more and more widespread uh, adoption for what we're doing. And I think, you know, obviously we're in the automated video creation space, but you can find automation tools when it comes to content creation uh, 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 of other types of, of, of formats, whether it's graphic design, music, uh, big data analytics, um, uh, news coverage. Um, so I think you know it's a part of a much bigger automation stack uh, that every company should embrace today. Is there any misconceptions in the market um, or people, do they interchange automation and AI? And if if that's the case, how do you go about explaining that to publishers? Sure, I think there are many misconceptions when it comes to um, you know mixing up terms, whether it's AI, automation, and robots. Uh, there definitely there's a lot of market education that we and other companies had to do in the space, um, and to really make these companies understand what each term means and what it means specifically for them and for their business strategy. Um, and I think that once they understand how they can leverage technology uh, and automation as part of their day-to-day -day workflows, they really understand that they can empower so many people within their organization um, while reducing costs and increasing output and quality. Um, and I think that one of the misconceptions that were out there, and I think, I think still exists, is that if you use automation, you're compromising on quality. And our goal is to prove that that is definitely not the case. You can definitely maintain a very high quality output uh, while using automation technologies. Absolutely. And... I mean, I guess in the video space as well, um, do you see any segment within that as well? Like there's solutions out there. I don't want to give names just for the respect for that. Um, but, you know, there might be video players out there which focus more on the marketing, video marketing or content marketing angle. Or, you know, there's obviously widgets which focus on the content creation. What do you see the current state of play in providing solutions to publishers? Yeah, I think there are many different um, types of solutions out there today. I mean, video video today 
is probably one of the most, if not the most important parts of any content creator's uh, strategy. And I think there are you know, companies out there you know, that are providing solutions for different challenges. Um, you know, I say our goal is to help companies, whether it's you know, not just publishers, but any storyteller, any content creator, and the way we see it today, every company out there, every logo that you see uh, on your commute to work is a content creator, and they're telling stories. Um, because in order to engage their users, they need to be creating content. Um, whether you're a financial institution or a law firm, a nonprofit, a sports organization, a university, yeah. um, you're creating content. And in order to get in front of your audience and do that in the most efficient way, you really need to create visual content, specifically video content. And that presents a whole you know, set of challenges uh, specifically for companies that you know, they don't have video creators or a video creation team within their existing uh, workflow or teams. Uh, and our goal is to bring that and empower anybody within your organization to be able to produce high quality, professional looking videos for any format, for any platform, without having to have any video editing or video production experience. Of course, yeah. Um, do you see any broader trends that are happening at the moment? Is there, is there some, in terms of the state of play, uh, what, what, what do you see is happening in the market at the moment and the reaction of publishers as a result, I guess? Sure. Well, first of all, we're seeing that content consumption consumption habits are changing significantly. Uh, we've seen that throughout the past few years where everything uh, is becoming more visual with a much uh, bigger emphasis on video content. And I think it's very important to distinguish between um, you know, different types of video. Video is a very broad word, uh, but I think uh, you really need to look at it differently for every platform. Users are expecting a different content consumption experience and their habits are very different when it comes to different platforms. So there isn't really a one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to creating video content. You really need to tailor the content that you're creating for the platform or device that your users are consuming that content on, whether it's mobile devices, tablets, uh, desktop computers, um, and, and what platform they're doing it on, whether it's social media, websites, within social media, you have different types of um, experiences, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Instagram stories. And for every type of experience, you need to tailor the content. Um, and our goal is to help both publishers and marketers do that in the most efficient way. And I think it's not, you know, I touched on this a bit before, but it's not just publishers today. And we're seeing brands leveraging their marketing teams to be able to produce quality content for all of those devices and platforms. And I think today that um, marketers understand the importance of video and agree that it makes a huge, huge impact on their goals. And I think that's especially true 
when it comes to social media platforms where, you know, most of us, most of the people out there are consuming a lot of their content on. Uh, and, you know, something that we're seeing is that 89% of marketers are using video as part of their content strategy um, and, and in order to create that social environment, uh, which is a marketing metric that all marketing teams are, are looking at today. So not to play devil's advocate, but I guess, you know, we've seen the likes of Mike and a few publishers that, you know, they've released news saying that they want to fully pivot to video. Then they had to go back to sort of diversifying their content strategies. Sure. Has, you know, given that we've seen bigger, bigger publishers sort of fail, has that been a refinement or what do you see the appetite? I know there's marketers, 89% of marketers are using video, but it's still, is there still a problem with monetization or do you think we've, we're starting to close the gap on monetization? I think that that is the, uh, uh, you know, those examples are, are, are very good because even when you do the pivot to video, you need to do it right. And you need to understand what resources uh, you need to invest in. But first of all, understand what type of video you want to create and what type of videos your users want to watch. And I think some of the companies that failed when it came to their so-called pivot towards video content is that they were trying to become production houses for long form documentary style productions where they didn't necessarily have the resources to do so. And they, you know, their users didn't necessarily want to watch that type of content. And I think, you know, going back to my previous point about you really need to know how to tailor your content. And I think, you know, one of the challenges that we're seeing with publishers and marketers as well is that they have four main challenges when it comes to creating content. Uh, one of them is time. Second one is budget. The third one is personnel. And the fourth one is, like I mentioned, having the right strategy in place. Definitely. And I think that that, that leads our conversation to the uh, recent report that you guys uh, released on, on video marketing trends and challenges for social media, was there anything that you'd love to you'd like to highlight that we haven't gone through on that? Well, I think it's just you know reemphasizing the fact that um, marketers share the same challenges that publishers are facing when it comes to creating video content, um, and I think you know those challenges uh, are again the four that I mentioned, with time being the probably the biggest challenges when it comes to marketers that are trying to uh, create more video content and, and increase their video output uh, based on the report that we ran with over a thousand marketers that actually ranked as the number one challenge. Um, and I think, you know, one of the, the tools or one of the benefits or using video automation technologies that reduces that time to create a video in a very, very significant way and as we all know, time is money. You know, we all have limited resources. Uh, our users and audience are demanding more video content. And if you spend too much time using traditional video creation software and, and methods, you're spending much more time, money, and resources. And our goal is to reduce those without having to compromise on both the scale and volume that you're creating on, 
yep. and not compromise on the quality. Definitely. Um, does the does the report or do, would you are you able to provide any insights on, you know, now since um, if people adopt Wibbits or or, or uh, video automation or AI, sorry, a video AI solution, how does the team structure or in-house creation process change? Well, I think it, it changes drastically, and I think it depends on how the company or organization is structured. But we're seeing two primary kind of structures or, or changes. One is if that company, whether it's a publisher or a brand, have an in-house video creation team prior to using Wibbits. If they do, then that team is kind of left to focus on the high-end uh, longer form documentary style production. While everybody else within that organization, whether it's you know an editor or a writer and a publisher or a marketer or a social media or content marketing manager at a brand, those people are now empowered to create video content uh, for any other use. Uh, mostly the short form, fast consumption content that we're seeing today uh, especially on social media, where a lot of people are consuming this content. And to do that in a way that, you know, they don't need to, to have any video production or editing experience. We want to create the fastest and quickest uh, workflow for them to be able to output content easily for their website, for their uh, Facebook account, for their LinkedIn account, for Instagram, for Snapchat and to engage their users quickly and in the most uh, impactful way. And I guess not to state the obvious, the number of tools that you guys would, they would use would obviously significantly reduce because even in, I'm just looking at some of the stats uh, from the findings and it says here that marketers use an average four and a half question tools, but there's people that use it up to an average of 14 tools. Yeah. That's, that's pretty epic. Yeah, it's it's huge. And uh, imagine the the time and money you have to spend on purchasing all these tools and eventually using all these tools to eventually combine the output for creating whether it's one or multiple videos. Exactly, exactly. Just I guess one more point around overall state of play, and I'd love to just move on more to the practical side. But um, it says the in the report as well that. That 62% of marketers say that video ads earn the most engagement for their brand compared to image and carousel ad formats. Can you elaborate more on that point? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the way users are, are used to consuming content today, like I mentioned before, it's become visual. And I think video uh, is, is much more uh, engaging. Uh, and we're seeing that in the data. Uh, users spend much more time on content, uh, on video content, as opposed to text or graphic content. And I think it also has to do with the way that, you know, the platforms that we're consuming content on today are geared much more towards video, uh, whether it's social media platforms or even IoT devices that we're seeing introduced into the market today. Um, you know, there are screens all around us, uh, every device out there. Is coming now with a screen, whether it's a, a personal home assistance like the Amazon uh, Echo Show um, or others, uh, even our smart TV devices. You know, 
Amazon Fire TV or uh, Google TV, Apple TV, I think all of those will converge in the future. And I think users want to consume their content through, you know, through video where they can get much more information with very minimal effort. Definitely. Yeah, I guess like we're even seeing the likes of Huawei using foldable, trying to test foldable mobile phones as well. So it's yeah, exactly. get more creative and I guess video is going to accompany that as well. Exactly. And you need to tailor the, the content for that specific device. Yeah, definitely. So as always, I love, I love this part. It's more of the case studies and practical side as well. So I guess for those people who haven't heard much about you guys, um, let's start with, the, let's go take a step back. So let's start with if someone wants to go and look at how to best create video. I know you spoke about you have to look at your audience and you have to understand the user types and content formats. But from a tool perspective, what's the process involved? Yeah. So, you know, we provide a lot of different guidance and, and content to our customers uh, to understand, first of all, what is the best video strategy for them, whether you're a publisher, or whether you're a marketer, where you're publishing most of your content and what your what really are your goals that you're trying to achieve when it comes to your video strategy. And that way we can guide you uh, towards the best use case um, and really best practices when it comes to using the platform. Like I said before, our goal is to empower non-professional video creators and make them be able to produce high quality video content. So it's very simple to set up. All you need to do is sign up for our website. We typically provide a one week trial uh, for you to you know, get the uh, sense of what the platform can do for you. We have dedicated customer success managers that guide you through the process. If you have a team that you want to onboard, uh, we can provide team training. Um, the platform provides collaboration tools as well, so you can work as a team within the Wibbits platform. And I think one of the most important points here, uh, which are important to both publishers and marketers, is that the level of customization that we can achieve for you within the Wibbits platform is very high. Whether you want to use your own logos, fonts, colors, if you have an existing graphics template or theme uh, that you would like to use, we can customize all of that uh, to be part of your uh, video creation experience within the Wibbits platform. And I can tell you, it's so, so easy to use. Uh, it typically takes no more than 10 minutes uh, to guide someone through the platform and they're off to the races creating video content, which is amazing to see. And you can create various formats, whether it's landscape, square, vertical, everything is just very, very easy to create and very customizable. Um, and we're seeing today that, you know, our customers and users are creating videos so quickly, it takes them anywhere between 10 seconds to five minutes to create a video that would typically take them hours to create. You should definitely set up a competition on who does the fastest video. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great idea. Yeah, why not? So you, you, you answered my question as well. I had that in mind. Um, what's the fastest? So five seconds, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. I think, yeah, it's from that, like once, once they create it, is, do you have a distribution built into that or just simply 
and simply uh, just the creation and I guess how does the AI factor come into it? Yeah, so our, our goal is to provide a, a full stack um, out of the box video creation and distribution strategy. So our main core is the video creation part, but we also provide additional services for our customers, whether it's distribution, syndication, a video player, analytics, um, as well as monetization for publishers who want to monetize their content. So it's really a full stack and a, a wide array of services that we provide on top of the core video creation capabilities. And the AI part comes into play mostly when it comes to the, the core video creation. Uh, we can identify what the story is about, help you choose the most relevant media, help you create the, uh, a summary for your content, and match the most relevant music soundtrack um, to that content as well. And I think the biggest part of the automation comes into play in the post-production process. So uh, really enabling our users to focus on the story while we take care of everything else. That, that makes sense. And I guess, um, is there there's third part integration with analytics as well or like other analytics tools to, to get that performance? Yeah, we, 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 we track much of the analytics within the platform. Uh, if you use uh, our player uh, to show the videos on your, your website, we can provide analytics for that as well and provide insights based on that. My, the, the SEO me is, would be asking now, is there a schema and the SEO incorporated into that as well? I guess the SEO me is asking whether you guys also have like uh, the SEO compatibility and like a schema as well incorporated into the video embed players. Sure. I, I mean, we, we can embed into any existing player, any CMS. It's a, you know, it's a, a known thing that video helps with SEO. So the more video and, and unique and original video you have on your web properties, the better it's going to do in terms of uh, uh, SEO. Absolutely. And you, you mentioned about there's, there's, there's syndication and distribution capabilities. How would you, what's the difference between them two? So the distribution, I would uh, describe it as distributing the content uh, across your own different channels. So whether it's your website uh, or social media platforms, we can help you manage and share or, or distribute that content directly from the Wibbits platform. So if you're creating Wibbits within the platform, you can very easily distribute them across your different channels. Um, you can also use our own uh, video player, which has uh, a variety of different features and capabilities as well. The syndication part is really off your own channels. So if you want to distribute that content outside of your own platforms and get more exposure, and in some cases get more monetization and revenue from, uh, we have uh, syndication partnerships uh, with different companies uh, to help you reach an even broader audience outside of your own network. Are there other media companies or what kind of partnerships are they? Yeah, so they're uh, either very large content platforms like uh, AOL, Reuters, USA Today, um, Daily Motion, and others. Okay, that's 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 pretty exciting. I think 
a lot of publishers are looking for those partnerships and, and opportunities to monetize their videos. So that's that's definitely good to know that you guys have that network within Webits. So yeah. In terms of case studies and just if when you go out and you know speak with other people either that which ones which which other case studies that you go out and when you speak to people really emphasize on on how they've really leveraged Webits to the max? Well, I think we have, you know, countless of different examples and case studies that, you know, we worked out with our partners. I think uh, one of the great examples to point one out is BET, uh, Black Entertainment Television, one of the biggest media companies uh, in the United States. Traditionally, it's a, it's a broadcaster with long-form content. You know, they have a, a channel on, on cable television, so they're really a great example for a publisher or media company that already had a lot of in-house video producers. You know, they were not strangers when it comes to producing high quality video content, but now they actually have a social team uh, that's focused on social media. Um, These people were not video creators before, but now once they have Wibbits in their hands, they're, literally becoming video producers and video creators uh, who publish content across the different social media platforms. I think another great case study is Bloomberg, one of the biggest financial-oriented broadcasters in the world. Uh, also not a stranger uh, for you know video content, traditionally more long-form content on their television channel, uh, which they also syndicate and and distribute across different channels online as well. But their goal was to create more bite-sized, snackable video content as a a supplement to their existing kind of traditional longer form content. Um, And today, um, we have tens, if not more users uh, using the Webbits platform uh, at Bloomberg to create content for social media platforms like Instagram, and, and Facebook. So I think both are really good examples of how traditional uh, large publishers or broadcasters are using Wibbits today to supplement and increase uh, the types of videos that they're producing and the volume of video that they're producing. And I think both are great examples of seeing how non-professional video creators are becoming video creation with the help of the Wibbits automation platform. Definitely. And do you see the use cases range between based on size of company or based on the stage in which a, a company is up to, like whether it might be a startup versus a more established company? And if you do, well, what's sort of the differences in how they leverage Wibbits? Yeah, well, I think we, we definitely do see different, you know, use cases or turns when it comes to more established companies or smaller companies um, with bigger companies where you know seeing the collaboration come into play much more much higher level of customization more users in some cases they might even have different brands using the platform uh, which is something that we have you know tools um, and services for uh, that we can answer those needs and and, you know, I think the, you know, with the smaller companies, I think in some cases it's one or two users that are using the platform to create tens of videos a week, 
which is something that they would not have been able to do prior to that, or they would have to spend a lot of money to do prior to using Wibbit. So it's really different use cases across the board, but I think, you know, at the very heart of it, they're using it in a very similar way. They're using it to produce content that's, uh, you know, it's very specific and very tailored to their brand and tailored to their users. I'll take it, like, I'll also see it as a way that of leveling the playing field, I guess, like usually the publisher or company that has a bigger budget or team usually is able to create higher quality videos, but I guess you're now leveling the playing field and just really focusing on getting... I think it's a, it's a perfect way of putting it. You know, we're leveling the playing field for everybody to be able to uh, participate in this game. Uh, whether you're a huge media conglomerate or you're a, a small publisher brand that wants to engage your users in a better way. Absolutely. Is there any other case studies or use cases you'd like to go through? Or is there any other ones that you think would be worth mentioning? I think another great example is the USA Sports, uh, the USA Sports, sorry, <laughs> you can edit that out. I think another great example uh, is the USA Today Sports Group. Um, we've really seen them leverage the Wibbits platform in a very unique way where they have websites uh, for tens of different uh, sports teams across the US. Uh, for every website or brand, they have a team that's very small that's focused on very niche uh, and personalized content uh, that's very specific to the interests and passions of, of their viewership. And I think, you know, the way they've been able to tie that into the USA Today sports group as a, group as a whole and as a strategy is, is just very, very interesting to see. And I don't think that they really would have been able to achieve the success that they've achieved in the past few years without leveraging the Wibbits platform to create that niche personalized content that their, their users are interested in. Are they ad revenue driven? So do, are they, do they mostly get revenue from having ads on their website? Yes, they, they're, that's their main uh, form of revenue. Um, and I think without being able to create as much content as they're creating today within the Wibbits platform, they would not be able to sustain their business. And I think that's uh, become a huge revenue driver for them. That's absolutely like, you know, with the decline in CPM and ad revenue, that's definitely, you need to up the quality of your content and video is definitely a way to do that. In terms of, you know, obviously you've seen this shift in publishers also moving towards subscriptions or having a member, member sort of best model. Has the engagement strategy of using video changed or what have you seen on that front? In terms yeah, of best well, practices that, you know, your current customers are using if they're, if they're on that model? Yeah, well, I think that video is, is based on the data that we're seeing is uh, much more engaging uh, in the first place. Uh, in some cases, 10 times more engaging than other types of content that are alternative or previously used. And I think, you know, one of the things that we've been seeing is tailoring the content to the platform uh, that 
really helps with engagement. And I think another thing that we've been seeing more and more lately is the the need for creating quality actions within the videos um, and really leveraging video content um, as part of driving action, whether it's driving users to your websites or, or landing pages or having users sign up to uh, your product or download an app. Um, it's become an essential part of that performance marketing type of content. And, uh, and I think video is a, probably the most engaging way to do that today. Yep, it reinforces, yeah, there's a lot of benefits around that reinforced messaging and whatnot. So yeah, absolutely. What, what are some best practices around, like from an operation and execution point of view? Do you have any best practices or common issues you find that publish, publishers and brands or, are facing and what would you advise on that front? My main would be uh, for a publisher especially is to look at your personnel in a way that they are multitaskers and you need to give them as many tools as possible uh, for them to store their toolbox. And I think just like we're seeing in the development and in, in software world today, we're seeing full stack developers that can do front end, back end, they can do a little bit of graphic design. We think that you know the same strategy applies for uh, the newsroom. And a writer today is not just a writer. They're creating graphics, they're creating uh, visuals, they can create video. And our goal is to really, or advice would be to, for a publisher is to empower your people with as many tools as possible because the barriers are so low today thanks to technology and thanks to different tools that, you know, like you mentioned before, are, are leveling, enabling people to do many more things that they were not able to do before. And I would, you know, my main recommendation would be get as many uh, of those tools as possible in front of your team. Absolutely. Um, how about like any, um, is there any like common mistakes that you've seen in people using Wibbits or in terms of the workflow that they've, set up to create video content? Yeah, I think I can give two examples for that. One is, you know, when starting to use the Webbits platform, uh, you really need to make the, the you know, the separation uh, between traditional video editing software and what we're aiming to do. And I think if you have experience with uh, uh, traditional software like Adobe After Effects or, or Premiere Final Cut Pro, you know, it's very different. And our goal is to empower people who don't have prior knowledge with those platforms. Um, and there is a very fine balance between creating too many features uh, and making the, the platform really simple and easy to use. Um, and I think our goal is to is for our customers and for our users that use the Wibbits platform is to create and focus more on the short form, bite size, snackable content, and less on the long form, uh, documentary style videos. Uh, that's one common mistake that we've seen. Another one is to really leverage the platform to produce more content. Users are expecting content today, and they're expecting it at a faster pace 
And if you're using the Wibbits platform or any platform for that matter to create just one video a week or a couple of videos a month, you're really missing the point here. And the point is to create more content to engage your users uh, more frequently with content on a daily basis and to do that in the right way, in the right format, to do it, you know, in the way that generates the most impact. Absolutely. Yeah. It, particularly for those that are still ad-driven, it's it's really important, like we, we spoke about before. So, A hundred percent. You got to be producing content every day as much as you can. And, you know, because it's so quick, like I mentioned before, five, five, 10 seconds to five minutes, you can do, you know, many every day. How about in terms of like content creation practices around ver- verification? What I mean about verification in this context is more about factual or making sure that um, even like the parameters of the video formats are properly set up. What are your thoughts around that? Well, we as a company, you know, are not in the fact checking business. You know, we really give that into the hands of our storytellers and our content creators. And it's up to them to verify uh, and fact check their stories. As a company, uh, for us and as a strategy, we only work with credible companies. Um, but at the end of the day, it's their job to make sure that you know, the content that they're creating is true uh, and accurate. Uh, and if we see, um, in any case, that somebody is misusing the platform, then uh, we will definitely address that. Yeah, but that's a bit of a touchy subject, but yeah, I appreciate appreciate your response on that. In terms of moving forward, looking ahead with the future of video creation and AI, what's your thoughts? And since you, you've been usually seeing this season ahead, what, what are you seeing now in terms of looking ahead? I think that it's very clear that AI is here to stay. It's going to be part of every company's strategies if it's not uh, already part of it. And I think it will increasingly become a more important part of it. And, you know, I think every company and every team leader should understand that, uh, embrace that, and make sure that they understand what are the implications for their business and what they can do to train their teams in a better way and also structure their content in a better way for automation technologies, AI technologies to be able to read and make use of that content. How about from a more from a tech perspective or adoption perspective, or even like from a personnel perspective, what, what do you see any changes that are happening or or do you think that pretty much it's going to be the same as you guys have it now through Wibbits, but just maybe introduction of new formats? I think what we're going to see is just, you know, as, as opposed to what publishers may have thought uh, a few years ago when it came to AI technologies or automation workflows, this is not going to take away from anybody's jobs. And on the contrary, I think it's going to create more jobs I think it's going to enable and empower people to do many things that they were not able to do prior and en- enrich their their skill sets and, and toolbox with many more things and open many more doors for them. So I think 
as a publisher, as a brand, uh, it's your responsibility to train your team and make those resources and tools available for them to future-proof your your company and your strategy. It's still, yeah, it's still in its early stages, I guess, and there's still more to come. A hundred percent. I think we're only scratching the surface, and I think we're going to continue to see many, many exciting developments in the future. And I can tell you that we at Wibbits are working on a variety of different products that we're going to be rolling out in the next couple of years um, that would take this to the next level and would take automation to the next level. Are you able to share some of those updates that you guys are going to be working on at the moment? Well, on a very high level, you know, our goal is to uh, empower video creation everywhere and to do that in a scalable way. So it's really enabling companies to embed video creation workflows within their platforms and to be able to produce and turn out very high volume um, of video content for any need very quickly and in a very cost-efficient manner. Understood. Yes. So just, um, is there any particular plans for this year that you guys are working on or is there any any specific goals that you want to hit? I, I know we spoke about the office expansion, but yeah, from a business and product perspective, I guess, what are some of the things that you guys focusing on for this year? Yeah, like you mentioned, one of our main goals is to continue to expand internationally. Uh, We've recently, last year, opened our Paris office uh, and very recently opened our London-based office. The goal is to continue to expand internationally and expand our product tool set. So, you know, like we've we've seen in the past year, we expanded from not just catering to publishers and media companies, but to cater to brands, marketers, agencies, and to continue to develop and expand in in more markets and more market segments and sizes. And like I mentioned, you know, we're going to be rolling out new products um, with much richer uh, feature sets uh, to be able to cater to all those markets. Definitely. And just on on a final note, if you were speaking to the young Zaha today, you in front of him face-to-face, what would be the one thing you'd advise him on? I would advise him to, you know, enjoy the ride and remember to take moments for yourself and for your team to be able to pause, uh, to appreciate the moment and to be able to zoom out, to take a look at the big picture uh, more often. And I think it's going to help you in the long run. So enjoy the ride and and have fun with the people that you're doing it with. I've heard that fairly often because I'm, I'm, I'm in a startup as well. I've, yeah, it's sometimes a bit hard to to do that because you want to really do the best and it, 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 it is a, a slog as well, but, but it's fun at the same time. So in saying that, mm-hmm. Zoha, really thank you so much for your time and, and for your insights around video content creation. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the State of Digital Publishing Podcast. Listen to past and upcoming episodes across all major podcast networks. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and join our community groups. Finally, visit stateofdigitalpublishing.com for premium information, resources, and become a member today. Until next time.